0: Join founder of I Am a Watchman Ministries, Scott Townsend, with co host Dylan Burroughs, bringing you a fascinating discussion regarding the importance of Bible prophecy and Christian living today as it relates to our responsibility as
1: believers to be watchmen. This is a view from the wall. Welcome to A View from the Wall. I'm Dylan Brose here with host Scott Townsend, founder of I Am A Watchman Ministries. And today we have the special privilege of talking with Chad Thomas, better known as Watchman on the Wall 88 on YouTube. And let me share a bit of his story as we begin. Chad Thomas was adopted and brought up in a loving but non-believing family. In college, he played hockey and as a jock lived a typical college life. In 2011, Chad had several dreams that awoke him to the reality of Jesus and the soon rapture of the church. This generated a huge desire to research and understand Bible prophecy. Chad started his YouTube outreach in 2011 where he has consistently shared his faith and the urgency of our times through the lens of current events and Bible prophecy. He is typically seen delivering passionate pleas from his car to his followers worldwide to help others understand the state of their sinful condition and need for Christ. We consider him a great example of a Watchman that serves the Lord day in and day out with great focus and passion. And we're honored to have Chad, founder of Watchman on the Wall 88, with us on the program today. So, Scott, get us started in our discussion with Chad this morning. Chad,
2: welcome to A View from
1: the Wall. Thank
3: you. It's good to be with both of you guys today here.
2: Many of our listeners sense the need to be all in for Jesus in these last days, but lack the know-how on how to start. Can you share how you got started as a watchman?
3: Absolutely. Uh, Well, it started for me, um, as Dylan had mentioned, back in 2011, up until I was uh, living kind of a, a jockish life in college, playing college ice hockey. And what happened to me one night, I just, I came home from hockey practice and, uh, had three rapture dreams, the same exact one, back to back to back in one night. And I didn't grow up in a, you know, a Bible-believing church or seeking the Lord or spending time in fellowship. But he woke me up that night. um, And it was ever since then when I had those dreams and I woke up the next morning that I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I started uh, studying end-times Bible prophecy or eschatology and kept growing in him, and then it, it, I really was impressed upon my heart that my calling was a watchman on the wall. You know, he took me, somebody that didn't know him, he took me in the state I was in, and I was immediately knew that he chose me for such a time as this to preach that he is coming back. You know, he's coming back one day soon, and he's woken a lot of us up here in these times, the times that we're living in, to preach the good news of Jesus Christ to a world that needs Him, but also that He is coming back soon.
1: Yeah, and I, I really enjoy the passion that you have in your videos. And the interesting thing is that some people don't like this, though. There's this attitude among many people that they don't like a message of warning. And we wanted to talk about that a little bit. How should a watchman react to a world that doesn't want to hear a message of warning about the end times?
3: Well, you know— The Bible tells us exactly what it's going to be like in the last days, how people are going to receive the message. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5 tells us we're children of the light, we're children of the day, we're to, you know, to watch and be sober, but we also know children of darkness, those that are not awake, those that don't want to hear the message, but to a world that doesn't want to hear our message, it's our job to plant the seeds. God provides the increase, all right, so we do our job in terms of warning people and preaching the good news to them. all right. But we have to love them. We have to warn, but we also have to love our neighbor as ourselves. We have to um, encourage one another. But also, you know, the most important thing I think is the message of love. Right now, people may not listen to the message, but once that trumpet sounds, we know in the tribulation period, millions come to Christ. All right, And it's from the messages, I believe, that we're saying now. How should we react? Well, we need to react with love. But also remember, again, that all we do right now is we plant the seed and we let God provide the increase.
1: Right, and I love on your channel, you have over 2.2 million views already on the videos I've seen on your channel, by the way. And sometimes you have people with these negative comments. How do you deal with some of these negative comments, these hateful things that people will say on some of your videos? Well,
3: Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're gonna persecute you. Uh, So he told us ahead of time that we're gonna get attacked we're going to get people saying nasty things about us but we have to turn the other cheek we have to love them still just jesus is our perfect example as he's being nailed to the cross at calvary saying father forgive them for they know not what they do comments there's so many of them i get on on the videos and uh, a lot of them are black i don't allow some of them because it's just too blasphemous um but there are those that are not believers that are coming to these videos so when i'm when i mentioned planting the seeds Again, people are interested, they see what's happening around the world, and they're coming to these videos, and you engage in conversation, you get to know them. Not shoving stuff down their throat saying, repent or perish, you know, but show them love, show them how Jesus Christ changed your life. We have to be lights in the world and draw them in. So those that are looking for answers, they may not be very nice on comments, but you got to get to know them, show love to them, to draw them in.
1: Oh, that's a great way to put it. And I love what you said. If Jesus said, they persecuted me, they will persecute you. We should expect that. But also your attitude that to try to befriend those who attack and are hostile and build into their lives. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about this as we continue our discussion with Chad Thomas, Watchman on the wall eighty eight on YouTube. We'll be right back. We're back at A View from the Wall with Chad Thomas, Watchman on the Wall 88 on YouTube, and we're talking about the ins and outs of being a watchman. And Scott, let's continue our discussion with Chad today as we talk about how you present the gospel through social media today.
2: Well, one of the things our team admires about you, Chad, is the best practice formula for your videos. You typically start with current events and you add Bible prophecy context, which smoothly leads to what we call the warning. What stands out about your ministry is you never stop with the warning. You always end with a clear gospel presentation. J.D. Farag, uh, for example, at Aloha Bible Prophecy famously uses the ABCs of salvation. You and others present the Romans' road to salvation. And because I was saved from a four spiritual laws, that's what I know best. So if I were to give you the floor, Chad, would you be willing to present the gospel the way you do on your videos?
3: Absolutely. I mean, that's the most important thing, guys, above all else, is the gospel message. There's a lot of people that do videos, whether it's on YouTube or other social media outlets, they're great with eschatology. They they know the signs of the times, but the one thing a lot of people don't go dig into is the most important part, which is the gospel message, leading people to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know Pastor J.D., I love Pastor J D and Amir and all, all of them out there, but uh, they use you know different formulas, but it's the same goal: leading people to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Romans Road to Salvation. I love using that because I was teaching uh, sixth to eighth graders at Calvary Chapel. There's one that I attend right by my house, and I was teaching the uh, sixth to eighth grade group. And it the reason I use it on my videos is it's childlike, simple, like like Pastor J D Farag says on his videos, God hasn't made it hard. Mankind has through religion, all right? But uh, he uses the ABC plan of salvation. The Romans Road, the first thing that I love sharing with people, guys, is to show people we are all sinners in need of a Savior. And that's why I always start with Romans 3:23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. People need to understand the death sentence first. They have to understand why we need the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't just go out to them and say, repent, repent or perish, because they're going to look at you like you've got ten heads. So for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Understanding then that we we have the death sentence first, we need the cure. All right. Romans 6.23 tells us again the death sentence, for the wages of our sin is death. Okay. Again, that's eternal separation from God that leads straight to hell. But then the remedy or the cure is next. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, there's a direct connection between Romans 6.23 and 1 Corinthians uh, 15.22. If you go to 1 Corinthians 15.22, it says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. So there again you have the death sentence, and then the cure. So, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 6.23. And then again, 1 Corinthians 15.22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Absolutely amazing. The death sentence, the bad news followed right by the good news. It doesn't get much simpler than that. Romans five eight. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, again, the problem is a lot of people don't understand why they need Jesus Christ, right? It's his blood, again, that he shed for us on the cross at Calvary. There is no remission without blood. We see that very clearly in Scripture. Jesus is our Passover lamb. John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus, said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. All right? So people have to understand, guys, again, why we need Jesus Christ. We need to give them the formula of the bad news, again, that we're all doomed the death sentence followed by the cure to that death sentence. Jesus Christ died for us on the cross at Calvary. Now we have to explain to people what they need to do. Because once you tell them the bad news and why they need Jesus Christ, you have to give them what they need to do. And we find right in Romans 10, 9 to 10, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So it's so, Romans 10, 9 to 10, and I know Pastor J.G. loves going into this one. It gives you the the formula right there, telling you what you need to do. Uh, In Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God has not made it hard. He's given us all a choice, a free will to choose heaven, hell choose eternity with him or eternity separated from him in hell and the sinner's prayer for forgiveness now that's on the Romans road to salvation as well but when you get the track which you guys can find at teenmissions.org I believe it is people ask me all the time where do I find this formula or find the Romans road track it's right on there a sinner's prayer for forgiveness now people say well a sinner's prayer can't save you and that's absolutely correct you simply saying a sinner's prayer is not going to save you you have to mean it. You have to believe it with all of your heart. Right? But I always include a sample prayer because people ask me, well, can you give me an idea on what I can say and believe? It's, Dear God, I know that I am a sinner. I know that my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and the everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So brothers and sisters, again, if you go uh, to my videos, I give this Roman's Road to Salvation. Usually it's half of my message because that's the most important part. But I go a little bit more in detail there, but I wanted to, to share with you guys here how you can present the gospel to people. And it, I think the Roman's Road to Salvation is, is uh, an incredible tool.
1: Yes. Well, that's such a powerful and simple way to communicate the gospel. And I think for people listening now, they could take the exact words you used and share it with someone who doesn't know Christ, and they could come to faith in Christ right there on the spot. So thank you for modeling an example of this for us and uh, it's just such a refreshing thing for people who often get complicated with the details of Bible prophecy and yet leave out what you said is the most important part a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ well we're going to come back in just a moment with Chad Thomas at watchman on the wall 88 from YouTube and have one more segment to talk about how we can be better As believers in Jesus Christ, sharing our faith more effectively and being better watchmen today, stick with us. a view from the wall with Chad Thomas at watchman on the wall 88 from YouTube and we're talking about various aspects of how to be a watchman in these last days and as we continue our discussion in this final segment, Chad we want to take a moment to ask you about your top recommendations what are say two or three of your top recommendations you can give to people in our watchmen audience for how to live out their faith and to be better watchmen today
3: well one of the first things I wanted to bring up is um When you're a child of God and you are preaching the gospel to people live, um, we know that there's an enemy that wants to destroy you, that wants to bring you down, that wants to make you less effective. So one of my top things that I tell people is to make sure each and every day that you are putting on the full armor of God, which you can find in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. Because if you allow A little crack in your armor, if there's something in your life that you know is wrong and you're doing it, the enemy can come into it. It's like a cancer. He can come into those cracks and it can consume you. And you don't want to go on that path. But anyways, we got to make sure we're putting on the full armor of God, which you can find in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 to 18, because we have an enemy that wants to destroy you. Especially if you're presenting the gospel message and people are impacted by your messages He's going to hit you the hardest. He'll use people around you. He'll use your job. He'll use he'll use anything he can to, to suck you down. And then First Peter five eight tells us: Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So first and foremost, make sure you guys are putting on the full armor of God. All right. The second thing I would say too is the scriptures tell us to rejoice evermore and pray without ceasing prayer is brothers and sisters it's uh i believe the most important thing uh we need to set aside time in our day morning night whenever we need to pray without ceasing so we need to make sure in our schedules i know many of you out there have jobs and you you're all over the place but we need to make sure that we are setting aside time each day whether it's 15 20 30 minutes but when you wake up when you go to bed in between there, make sure you're spending time in prayer. You know, the scriptures say, again, pray without ceasing. But also a prayer that I like to use each day is, Father God, use me today as a vessel for your purpose and for your glory. Let him know that you want to be used, and he will use you. He'll give you opportunities each and every day. You run into people that are that are down, that are whatever's going on, and he's going to use you to impact them in their lives. I'm seeing it, and I believe it's because of prayer. So prayer, making sure you're putting on the full armor of God. And you guys will agree with me on this one. I think something else very important is making sure that you're spending time in the word each and every day. A lot of people, they can show up to church on Sundays and do their singing and uh, spending time in the word on Sundays. But our relationships daily, guys, is not... Showing up at church on Sundays and then we're living a life separated from God the rest of the week. It's in the Word daily. The Scriptures say one of the things in the armor of God, by the way, is um, talking about the Word. All right, the sword of the Spirit, in the you know, talking about um, the Word of God. You know, the Word. That's what Jesus used against the enemy when he was tempted in the wilderness. The Word. So we need to make sure we're in the Word each and every day. The Scripture also tells us, guys, we have to be equipped. With an answer to those around us for the hope that we have in us, all right? And how else are we going to be equipped? It comes from the word of God. It comes from knowing the word of God in and out, spending time in it, but also by prayer. So I believe prayer, rejoice without ceasing, because we're told in John 16:33, in this world we will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome this world. So we're going to have trials, we're going to have tribulations, just because we're, we're believers in Jesus Christ doesn't mean that we're exempt from those things. God says he makes his son to rise on the just and on the unjust. All right, So we're not exempt from trials and tribulations, but we can be an example to those around us. When those trials and tribulations come, how we deal with those things is going to be evident to those around us, for how we're living out those things. So uh, being in the word, prayer, and making sure you're putting on the full armor of God, each and every day. I would say that's my three top recommendations to give to the the Watchmen audience.
2: Well, that's excellent, Chad, and we would agree with you wholeheartedly that those are top priorities for us as Watchmen, and uh, that's just beautifully articulated. My next question is, uh, you know, we hear from many believers and Watchmen all over social media. You know, many are tired and discouraged. What would you like to say to our audience to encourage and inspire them today?
3: You know, one of the scriptures I recently brought up in a video was found in the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 14, where Mordecai was telling Esther, you know, who knows if you've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this, right? Guys, the reason this scripture speaks volumes to me, and I know many of you it does as well, is because we have been born for such a time as this. You could have been born at any other time in human history, right? But you've been born for such a time as this. To witness Israel becoming a nation in 1948, and here we are 70 years later at the generational mark, 70 years, 2018, we're seeing everything converge. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but this is an incredible time to be alive. Many have wanted to see these times, and they have. So to encourage you today, I wanted to remind you, you've been born. That's an encouragement in itself. God has chosen you to be born for such a time as this, to preach the good news of Jesus Christ to a world that is being overrun with darkness. It, it, he's chosen you to shine your lights. What an honor that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has chosen you to be born again for such a time as this. To witness to those around you Jesus Christ because he is coming back. That's the bottom line. We don't know exactly when that is. We don't know. But we know he told us we're children of the light. If you want to be encouraged, go read through 1 Thessalonians 5 several times because he says we're children of the light, we're children of the day, we're not of night nor of darkness. Therefore, watch and be sober. So no matter when that trumpet sounds, brothers and sisters, just remember you have been born for such a time as this. You make a difference.
1: Amen, and Chad, we've had such a wonderful time with you here today. Remember, go to Chad Thomas's YouTube channel, Watchman on the Wall 88. Find out more about his latest videos and content. It's been a blessing to be with you here on A View from the Wall. Join us next time.
0: A View from the Wall, in association with I Am a Watchman Ministries, exists to equip a worldwide audience with biblical truth, sharing it with others, and being prepared for Christ's imminent return. The team seeks to encourage, inspire, and equip Watchmen for such a time as this. For information about the ministry and upcoming events, visit Iamawatchman.com. A view from the wall is made possible by the team of dedicated pastors, editors, and the many contributors of I Am a Watchman Ministries. To support our efforts, give online at Iamawatchman.com and click on the donate button. Thanks for listening and join us again next time on A View from the Wall.